Welcome to How the Fuck Did You Get So Confident? My name is Rebecca, and this is the podcast where I interview my friends and peers to figure out, well, how the fuck they got so confident. In this episode, I Skype with actor, model, and writer Lindsay Kraft. We chat about the importance of independence, valuing yourself, the positives of rebuilding, and so much more. This is How the Fuck Did You Get So Confident? with guest Lindsay Kraft. Hey, Lindsay. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm just drinking my smoothie. You're drinking your Mm. tea, it looks like. I am. I try to have like, I really love coffee, but I have, um, I'm drinking sencha tea right now. What's that? It's like Japanese green tea. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're trying to stay away from coffee right now? No, no, I, 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 I'm so much happier when I have coffee. But you I do. already had, I already had a pot of coffee this morning. Oh, an entire pot. <laughs> yeah. But it's a, it's a small pot. But yeah, like, yeah. Uh, you know, every any time I've ever given up coffee, I, I'm just not as happy. No, me. Either. And then I, like, I don't have that many vices. I don't even. I think it's fine. How many cups is in your pot? Like, when you like, do you have a pot a day? And then how many cups is that? I'm only asking because I want to see if I'm on the normal scale or not. I think I think it's like two cups of coffee. It's a really small pot. Oh, okay. So it's yeah. like, is that like your max two cups a day? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. So then maybe I'm a little over. <laughs> I mean, I mean, when we were in normal life, um, maybe I would have more. Yeah. I don't know. But two satiates you in our quarantine state. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for doing this. Um, of course. Uh, I, I originally wasn't a podcast idea. It was just me. I started taking friends to co- – friends who I saw as confident, I started asking them to go to coffee with me and literally just, like, taking notes as they were speaking with me about their journey with confidence because it's definitely something – that I want to have more of and since being in therapy for like five or six years now and starting TM meditation um it's just something that's in the forefront of my mind and you were one of the people that I thought of when I was like who are my confident friends that's so flattering do you consider yourself a confident person um medium I'm in the (laughs) middle of that (laughs) um I would say like in the past no and I think um I've recently come come to realize that that it's not even so much I don't even know if the confidence is the right word but that um I'm valuing myself more. That's great. Yeah. Uh gr- growing up as a kid, I would have loved to know little Lindsay. Oh. <laughs> like I've seen pictures and I've seen that one video that you posted where you're like that's all I know like, or oh. <laughs> If you if you don't follow Lindsay on uh, Instagram, you should absolutely do it because there's this one video of her. I, was it a story or did you make it a post? Like, can people see I it? Think, I think they could see it. Yeah, I think I made it a post because, I like, that's the girl who I – that's who I relate to. I'm like, oh, that's still me. Yeah. You know, like, never feeling like I'm good enough, you know, yeah. like, oh, that – you know, I just want to, like, let everyone, like, know not to have any, like, don't have too high expectations, you know? <laughs> Wait, can you explain the video for people who haven't seen it? Oh, it's just like, I mean, I don't even think I explained it on Instagram, but it's essentially my sister and I um, were sitting on a bench outside of my house and we're about to go to camp, day camp. And my sister is older than me. And in the video, we're about to go, she's about to have her performance at camp. 
and I think they're doing cats, like, you know, <laughs> where they do like a, um, like a terrible version of it, but she would, she would practice all the songs at home and I would just like listen and be like, Oh, I love, you know, just yeah, like, starting like a younger and sister. My, yeah, totally. And my dad, my sister is super shy, like super introvert. And my dad was like making her sing the song. And then, um, I, she stopped and then I go, memories all and then I just don't even know the words and then I look at in the camera and I say that's all I know just getting super embarrassed but I just was like oh that's so me like someone who just like kind of like I'll bust out and do something because I don't have like um restraint no it's not even restraint but like I'm like a a little bit fearless in a certain way when I feel like the stakes are low Mm -hmm. and I just feel like I can be myself Mm -hmm. um and then I'll immediately like regret it or something. But my instinct is to just to be very, um, uh, I just like to be involved. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I can tell that video is one of the most endearing videos. And like, That's so nice. Little, le- I just see you in that little Lindsay and it's so sweet. And she's like, that's all I know. Yeah. <laughs> like the cadence of it. That's oh. all I know. I just love it so much. Uh, were you a confident child growing up? It's so funny, you know. I've 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 talked about this on a, on a friend's podcast about this because she who she interviews actors who, oh, okay. um, it's called um, getting to know. I wait, I forget what it's called. Um, oh, acting real podcast, and it's she only interviews actors because um, because they have access to their emotions. It has nothing to do with acting, you know. It, um, yeah. and it's funny because I've had this conversation with my parents so many times, like. I was very, very interested in theater and stuff as a kid, but I was also an athlete. And so my parents really like supported that because I was a really good athlete and I kind of like played every sport, every season, even outside of school stuff. And I know it's like such a weird, like, I don't consider myself an athlete at all. Um, But growing up, that was like my thing, you know? Um, And, but I was also super interested in, in, um, theater my fr- I grew up with Jamie Lynn Sigler you know the girl from mm-hmm. the Sopranos yeah, yeah, yeah. um and she used to do like all the community stuff and I used to go and watch her to every show I'd make my mom drive me like 30 minutes and then I'd be by myself watching her show and I never never for one second did anyone say hey Lindsay maybe you want to try this right I just I always felt like those things weren't for me like I wasn't I didn't feel like I was privy to be able to do that and I don't know why I feel like um and I think a lot of it was like my parents didn't know they weren't they didn't it was different then like in terms of like finding out about stuff with you know there was no internet Mm -hmm. it was just kind of like what whatever was in the paper and there was only so much I could do and I think I was also scared like I also didn't think that I could do it um so I think the reason I came to acting I think is like and I liked that I came to it this way because it was like, oh, no, I really, really had to do it. It was like it all of a sudden became like this, like everything was sort of stripped away. And it was like, oh, no, not stripped away. But it was like I had to come to it on my own. Yeah. As opposed to like anyone trying to convince me or, you know, not, is that was that the question? Yeah. I forget. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes. Uh, being a co- whether you're not you're a confident child. What age? Oh, what age is this when you were when you started theater? Um, I mean, I I the first thing I ever did was like uh, I was in Annie in a high, in a High School Musical, um, okay. and it was like the best time of my life. Were you Annie? Like, 
No. <laughs> although, although I did, um, like in my audition, I remember the, the, um, the musical director said to me, you know, you would have gotten Annie, but you're just too tall. And I was what? like, but like, that was like everything to me. Yeah. Like, I'm not necessarily like, it was, and my, one of my best friends played Annie and she was amazing. But I was like, I, I, it was like the first time I felt like someone was like, oh, she's talented. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I had heard like little, like in camp, I had done like, um, I had like sang in a, they had, I think I got cast in like some musical and every, I like, I was so surprised by it. Like everything was always like so surprising to me. Like anytime I would get like a compliment or praise, I was just like, really? Oh, oh. And then like, then he, so I guess I would say no. I don't think I was a confident kid. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like yeah. I just didn't know. I didn't know my value. Yeah. Are you the yeah. youngest sibling? Yeah. Or do you have an yeah. uh, older sister? Yeah, older sister. And that's is that your only sibling? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Were your parents was confidence something that they wanted to instill in you, or was there other qualities that you feel like they maybe put to the forefront, and and confidence wasn't one of them? Or do you think your parents played a role, I guess, is my question. I feel like my parents were kids when they had me. Really? <laughs> to be honest, like, I don't think, I don't think they were, like, thinking about these things. I mean, they were so present and um, we were, like, we were very, like, a tight-knit family. Oh, um, but I don't feel like there were ever these, like, these basic, like, um, uh, but what's the word, like, stones? Like, like, oh, yeah, uh, cornerstones, building Cornerstones. Yeah. No, like, not at all. Like, it was just kind of, like, we're just going to be this family and like, you're going to be who you are. Like, uh, like my mom was like, she'd be like, strive for bees. Like it was never like, there was no pressure to, to do well. Okay. Um, I think the pressure I, I, I just put on myself like to do well in softball and basketball. And, um, my sister was, is really smart. And so she did really, really well in school. And so she was kind of like the, the smart one. And I was more social. Okay. I I didn't do as well as, I, I did fine at school, like yeah. above average, but I never felt like, um, super smart. Right. Like I remember feeling like, Oh, I'm like average. Yeah. But, but part of me inside knew that I had like this emotional intelligence mm-hmm. that I was like, I remember like looking in the mirror, like in my mom's bedroom and being like, I like no stuff when I was like, like 11 being like, I, I feel like I, I understand people. Yeah. You, um, and you do, and you really do from knowing you person- on a oh, personal thanks. level. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting. I don't I don't feel like confidence was something that was instilled in me either, but I do feel like the, I did have the pressure to like make straight A's. Like I Oh, you did. Oh, big time. Um so it's that's I find that interesting. At what point do you feel like did you get the this confidence in high school doing high school productions or did it take Well, you know what I started um when I was like 15, I like there were I was like tall and skinny and you know, our, our next door neighbor was a, um, he was an accountant for like all these top models. And he was like, you know, you should send Lindsay's picture in. And then we had heard it a couple of times from other people and we were just like, that's crazy. You know, but then my dad, my dad was like, I love taking pictures. And so he like, we did like a little photo shoot. Like this is like, <laughs> it's like so stupid for like my friends. Like, I don't know if it was a sweet 16 or something, but, um, and then we sent pictures in, and like all of these agencies, you've got all of these lists of agencies and like, I don't know, like seven called back. I just remember like 
coming home and it was like on the answering machine I was like we were all looking at each other me my mom and dad we were like oh my god and so I went in and I I ended up like so I started modeling it like when I was like 16 and And I think that yeah so I grew up on Long Island and then um um I would drive into the city I would pick up my mom was a teacher in Queens I used to drive from Long Island to Queens and then she would drive the rest of the trip to New York City. My dad worked in New York City. And I would either take the train to Penn Station. My dad would meet me at the McDonald's in Penn Station. And we'd go on on my appointments. And I think that's when I really um, grew up. Just, like, being around other adults, I think, you know, gave me confidence. I think sometimes when I went into the city by myself and, like, again, before cell phones. <laughs> I mean, I was... I had a beeper. I remember I had a beeper, <laughs> I think. Um, and I would, like, memorize the map. Like, I, I, and I knew where I had to go. And I would just walk around the city in the summer, especially, because I was like, I wanted to go in by myself. And um, just learning Manhattan, I think, gave me so much confidence. And just, like, you know, having these kind of crazy experiences. I never had, like, I was pretty lucky. I had some weird situations modeling, but, like, nothing that was where I was, you know, in any danger or any kind of like, um, you know, weird shit. But, um, uh, I feel like that, I don't think I realized at the time, but I think that gave me a lot of confidence. So just the, and just the independence, it sounds like the independence and all of the rejection, honestly. Oh, speak on that a little bit. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, basically with modeling like it's not like auditions because you have so many more there's so much more like uh appointments so many more so you'd have like two appointments a day or or like three um and that was like average you know right and so it was like and I was not getting most of those jobs you know so it was like kind of like a weird um and I never felt like you know it never upset me I've always um I've always dealt with like rejection pretty well um, and that sort of highlighted that and that made me like, and then I think like that set me up for acting a hundred percent because I was so, it didn't phase me. Like, yes, when I, if I was really close to something and I just wanted it so bad, I'd feel, um, I'd feel just sadness, but never like anger or like, um, and I'm not very, I'm not a very jealous person. So I, I, I never kind of and that's always just, I think that's just a part of, you know, who I am, which is like, and I'm so grateful that I, I've never felt that like, you know, I mean, I've always like admired other people's careers, but I always felt like I have something of my own that, and if they don't want me, then that's okay. Like, yeah, but that's like a really adult, I mean, even as a kid having that mentality, but even now as an adult, that's like an accomplishment to be able to be like, oh, you don't want me? Okay, well, I'm great. And so, yeah. okay. Like, how did you, how do you feel like you cultivated that, like, sense of resilience or that sense of, like, getting rejected and being like, okay, no big deal? Um, I think it used to be, um, I think it used to be harder. Although, like, I, you know, there are certain, like, there are specific things I remember. Like, I remember um, when I first, moved here I had an audition for a comedy and I started acting in New York and there weren't that many opportunities to go out for comedies and so I remember going out for this one comedy pilot and my agent sent me the feedback from the casting director and this was the feedback not funny not our lead girl (laughs) 
not impressed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised they even gave feedback, let alone that feedback. I couldn't. And I was, and my reaction was like, my reaction was like, oh, I guess I'm not funny. And for two years, I was like, oh, no, don't send me on that. I would be like, no, I don't think I should go in on that. Wow, so that impacted you a little bit. Yeah. And I just realized, like, how silly of of me to, like, um, just assume that this fucking idiot was right, you know? Because how I earn a living is because of my humor and roles, you know, or that sounds obnoxious, but you know what I mean? Like, no, that that's how I right. like, that's how I have a career. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, so I, I feel like I didn't know that. And I think a lot of the confidence also came from, um, uh, me starting to write. I would say that's when it really sort of, um, kicked in when I was like, Oh, you know, because acting is so, you know, you could go for huge, um, chunks of time without working, um, how do you feel like self-worth, you know, like what, um, and obviously self-worth makes you feel confident Mm -hmm. and it's when you feel like you have something to offer to share Mm -hmm. or like you want to be heard and someone's hearing you. And, um, so I would say like, that's when it sort of shifted. I mean, it's so interesting. Like I, 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 yeah, confidence is such a weird thing. It is. It's really weird. Yeah. And it's like, if you do base your worth on on your career, so like acting, and you do go through a chunk of time where you're not booking or even maybe not auditioning, how do, what do you do with that time to feel confident? So it makes sense that you would say filling it with writing and like yeah. feeling like you have a sense of purpose through that. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like, I, I guess like I get like obsessive about like learning stuff. So I, I think when I wasn't writing, I was like in acting class, like and I took it so seriously because I didn't go to acting school. Um, I, I did like a, after I graduated, I went to University of Maryland and I studied communications and I couldn't tell you one thing I learned. Honestly, it was like such a waste. <laughs> I, I did a undergrad at business. I did, I have a business degree and I can't tell you anything about it. Uh, right. <laughs> I mean, I was like, the one thing I studied was like the one thing I could do, which is communicate. I, yeah. I don't know what, uh, like, to this, I think I guess I learned um, it was important to be on my own, but I think I really learned that when I, I studied abroad in Australia. Oh, I, I didn't know you did that. Just for like a semester, but, um, and I was also modeling there and it was like, I was like a human being. And I was like, normally I had my parents to kind of help me like figure out like all of the um, conflicts and I'd be like, like, but this was me figuring it out, like how to like do class and go on these, uh, on these castings where I'd have to like take a train and a boat and a bus, like, and I had like having no money and like being a student and feeling like, I don't know how to do it. I almost had like a nervous breakdown when I was there, but like, this was in that, college. This was in college. And that like, I-, I feel like when I was in Sydney, that's when I grew up. Like I, that was huge for me. So I'd say like just that college experience was like, Oh, like, you're really on your own here and you have to figure, figure these things out being an adult and a student. And, um, because I studied, I studied abroad in Australia because I knew I could, um, um, get modeling work there and, and pay for stuff, you know, because my, you know, my parents didn't have any money and uh, like no one was paying for, for me to do that. (laughs) 
I mean, it's um, very ambitious of you to be like, I'm going to continue to do my college and my communications. I'm also going to be working as a model and I'm also going to be taking acting classes. But I, well, I didn't take acting classes in, um, in, in Australia, Australia. That was oh, separate. Okay. but, but it's so like, it's so interesting because at the time, like, yeah, when you're saying that, like, that's a huge, that's a big deal. Like, like most I, kids that, in college that, are like partying and they're not yeah. going to class and you're like well I'm gonna do this thing I'm also gonna work I'm also gonna go to Australia and I'm gonna do it all on my own like if I told you I remember when I had to tell I took a class called death education at University oh, of Maryland that's like the one and isn't that crazy but I, like I loved it I but Wait, like you death about death education death. okay yeah, yeah tell death. me what you learned in this I've never heard of this class before um I it was like but I, I was just kind of I've always been like a little fat, like fascinated with death and stuff mm-hmm. yeah it sounds like so unlike me but so like my morbid side but yeah. um just like in turn you learn about like um wills and contracts and like oh and just all of a sudden like um accidental death and horrendous death um and just I don't know just <laughs> like learning the basics of it and I remember like I, the business side of death yeah but then also the emotional side too oh, of, you like do. um or just like learning yeah not really the emotional and more. Yeah, you're right. Probably more of the business side of death, but, um, what a weird class. Like I remember I finished all of my, um, my main stuff. So I took all of these, like, you know, all of my, I, I can't think of any words right now. <laughs> <I'm just> like, <laughs> it's okay. We're in, qu- we're in quarantine. So you're allowed to be that way. Um, but like all the, I took all these like really fun electives. Okay. Um, I remember like I took couples relationships this school um, sounds rad. I would. I wish I went to University of Maryland. No, it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, honestly, that school didn't. I, 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 it gave you the Australia. I don't even feel confidence. bad saying it. It gave mm-hmm. you the Australia trip, which gave you yes. confidence. Yeah, and I had a great boyfriend when I was there too. So oh, that's that was yeah. He's a great guy. Um, and uh, and made like two one great friend uh, two great friends I mean so many things kind of happened for it you know my best guy friend is this actor Adam Shapiro who I introduced to his wife Katie Lowe's who's my best friend so that. like I'm like oh for that I'm like I needed to go to University of Maryland for that marriage to happen because that's a they're a huge part of my life oh, these, I this love couple that. yeah um and yeah no I sorry where were we <laughs> How basically how Australia gave you confidence, but it sounds oh, like yeah. what I'm hearing is like b- being independent, but not only that, like just figuring things out on your own, like having like being kind of thrown yes. into the deep end, if you will, and yeah. having to figure that out. Yes, I always think it's like such a gift to um, either to kind of go through a breakup or um, you know somehow have something happen to you that is really in a way traumatic because I I think it's sometimes the only way you can grow like almost hitting, having to hit rock bottom yeah in like certain ways like um yeah or just being thrown into a situation or yeah something where you get to kind of rebuild from the ground up yeah and then you get to decide like what you want as opposed to other people I feel like I let other people make a lot of decisions for me my whole life oh really yeah I just didn't feel like I was I just didn't value like my thoughts and my ideas. When did that change? Um, I feel like I'm kind of like still coming into that, you know, that's been like even just, um, the past year, two years of like 
just realizing, oh, what I have to offer is actually really valuable as opposed to thinking what everyone else has to offer is valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, How, what have you done differently in the past one to two years that has allowed you to see that? I think therapy has helped me yeah. to see that. Um, really uh, going through a big um, life uh break up and, um, figuring out like, um, that, you know, relationships aren't, don't have to be a, a certain specific way, you know, yeah. um, like kind of defying everyone else's expectations, I think. And just thinking like carving my own path about of life and, um, uh, career and love, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. When and you- just sort of like taking each experience, like, and, um, I don't know. Sorry, what were you going to say? <laughs> I was going to say, when you think of, like, because one of my questions that I was going to ask you was, like, is there, was there, has there been a moment of trauma or, like, self-doubt that, like, pops into your head that you, in the, in the moment, you were, like, this is devastating, this is, like, the worst thing that could happen, and then now you're, like, oh, man, I learned, you know, X, Y, or Z from that, that instance? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's so many, I mean, that's so many, but, um, like, and were they like on a personal level with people or on a job level with career? I mean, I think most of the lessons I've learned have been, um, personal ones that somehow helped me evolve as an artist. Um, growing up with, you know, someone who's an addict in your life is, I think, um, it's, yeah, it's huge. M- makes you, you know, see things differently Absolutely. a little bit. Um, and so, um, and I, for me, it's also, it's very much like love related. Like I, you know, I feel a lot in that area. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, I would say that that's the driving, um, force (laughs) behind everything I feel Mm -hmm. and do. Mm -hmm. Um, I I, like wish it weren't like that, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, I, I feel high highs, but I also feel the low lows, you know? With, like, so romantic like, relationships or even, like, yes. family stuff, too? Um, I have more romantic relationships yeah. than anything else, yeah. yeah. And friendships, too. Right. Um, okay. Family, I always feel like, not, I, I shouldn't take it for granted, but it's like, you know, I know how much my family loves me no matter right. what. Yeah. So then mm-hmm. your traumas and your, like, moments of, your low points and your moments of self doubt usually revolve around a relationship whether it's a friendship or a romantic yep yep and then how do you yeah go ahead like oh I spent a lot of time or I used to spend more time thinking about oh this person's mad at me or um like what what did I do like oh I relate to that oh oh, yeah Yeah. I mean it's and it's I I found that I feel like I it was selfish of me because it's like it's not about me it's like you know, whatever totally. that person is going through something that, you know, it's not about me. Like, and I think I like always just kind of like, yeah, I want everyone to like me, which is so interesting because my mom is like the opposite of that. She's like, I don't care what they think of me. Yeah. She's like, I don't like them. Why should I expect them to like me? I'm like, <laughs> you're so cool, mom. I'm like, <laughs> that is very cool. I wish I could have like an ounce of that. I'm just like, yeah, I have the feeling of like wanting everyone to like me or just to know my intentions or right. To, you know, right. Yeah. But recently you've come into, because I've recently come into that too, where it's like, oh, wait a second, what you think of me is actually none of my business and it's like not, also not my responsibility. Um, right. And that's like a huge, I, that, that is totally new for me. I never, I 
never used to think that way. Um, but it's very That's cool. Great. Yeah. 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 I think I care less because I think I spend more time on trying to create stuff. I think that like I'd spend it, that, that was basically me just, um, uh, procrastinating. Right. Right. Oh, that's, I never thought of it like that before. Yeah. I'm like, you obsessing or I don't want to say obsessing, but thinking yeah. of how other people perceive you was your way of procrastinating from focusing on creating things yourself. Yeah. I'm just realizing that now. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, that's so interesting. I haven't talked to anybody who framed it that way. Oh yeah. That's good. We should, you should, um, like quote that. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm going to quote it. All right. Um, I'm like, Yeah. Yeah. How has how has your relationship with confidence affected auditioning? Because I know that auditioning is a totally mm-hmm. different process than working on set and, and the job itself. Yeah. How has that played into like would you consider yourself a good auditioner? Now I would, yeah. Yeah. I would say um I think there is a real uh there's a real craft to auditioning, which I didn't um for me, like and for how I am in a room. Um as opposed to, um, like not knowing, I just, I, what I realized, I think also from being a writer, I think that helped also, but, um, that it's about like the flow. It's about the flow when you get into the room. It's like, it's not about, I think people want to just see you own the role and, and, um, like, I'm never like, I'm never surprised how I do in a room. I know if I'm prepared, I'm going to do well. Or like they might not hire me, but I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna do well. Oh. I'm never like, oh my god, how am I gonna do? How am I gonna do? Unless I'm not prepared, right? Um, so being prepared so, adds to your confidence level. Oh yeah, like I when I I think when I was acting in New York, I didn't understand like people are immensely prepared. You're not gonna get the part if you're not amazing. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not the best that you could possibly be. And yes, there are sometimes like you get really nervous because there's a director or whatever, but that doesn't even happen. Like no one's in the room anyway anymore. It's like, you just have to be, you have to be awesome. And you have to know now it's like, I won't go in unless I know I'm prepared because I, I it's never going to be a surprise. Like, Oh, I did so great. Like mm-hmm. surprise. I'm not going to surprise myself. I'm mm-hmm. going to like, um, and I think also like, um, feeling free to like, um, just be freer in the auditions was a really like, that was something I sort of like kind of came to like, uh, just improvising more and um, not like not changing jokes, but just kind of like kind of finding things in between the lines and more in just like the just really being present and like thinking about who I'm talking to and just knowing like I'll, I'll write this on my pages before I go in. Some I mean I don't do it anymore, but just like listen, yeah, listen, Lindsay, listen, know who you're talking to. And really mean what you say when you say it. Mm-hmm. My acting coach will tell me that. She's like, she's like, you're not talking to me. Like, she's like, tell me, talk to me and, and really ask me. And it's like, it just changes everything when you sort of just like drop in and you just like connect to the person that you're reading with and knowing who you're talking about and knowing what you want. And then I, I always feel like uh, my friend, um, Jay Lacopa, who's also an acting teacher, he was like, I remember working on, on, with, on an audition with him. And he was like, everything can be forgiven if there's a relationship, everything else. And that really, really stuck with me. That's really like underlining 
the relationship with the other person, like cultivating what are you two to each other or whoever. Yeah, exactly. And if that's there, everything else, all of your mess ups or whatever, the timing, you know, wrong lines, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter. You'll still get the part. If you're great, you'll get the part because, um, or, you know, yeah. if you're right for it and you're get close to it. When you, yeah. When you talk about like feeling prepared and being prepared going into the room, what's, what does that mean for you? Is it just like you memorize, you break down the scene, maybe you work with the coach and then do you like, just like let that go and then be in the moment or what is preparation to you? Um, yeah, preparation, I guess, is, um, really knowing like the, the beats of what I'm doing. Um, uh, having some fresh ideas that I'm excited to bring to the table. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And I always, I will always work with my partner, Andrew Leeds, who's like an incredible comedic actor and dramatic actor. So I'm pretty lucky that I have him to like yeah. run everything by yeah. and we help each other and come up with ideas for each other. So it's like, you know, like it does feel like a, a secret weapon, but I also like, I, then I learned how to do that on my own. Right. Like, yeah. Break something down. And I think it's, I mean, for me, if I'm not memorized, I'm not getting the part. Mm, okay. So memorization yeah. for you. Are you like a word perfect type of person? Um, not even like, it's not even the words that are perfect. It's, it's like that the ideas are perfect, that it's like the, um, that I know what's going on at all times. Like, um, it's, it's like memorizing the beats almost like totally. that's what I think is the, the real work. Yeah. Um, yeah. And knowing what you want on like, you know, I mean, I don't always do this work. Sometimes you like, I can just well, now it's like I, you know, pick it up more easily. Like right. it used to be much harder for me to audition. Now it's like it's easier to memorize. Um, but like, oh God, like when I have these, like, I just recently had this audition <laughs> for something. And it was like escaping somewhere in a tunnel. And it was all, you know, I'm a expert at, you know, all sorts of, of wires or whatever. That oh, okay. Yeah. It's just like jargony. <laughs> jargony but also like a tough a tough tough woman who's like who's missing an eye who like it's the post-apocalyptic world and I I'm like I I don't know I I coached on it I think um and I went in I mean it was like three scenes that were probably total 16 pages of just like jargon and um action and I went I'll never forget. I was like wearing some just like tight black, you know, right, you yeah. know, she's a bad girl, whatever it is. <laughs> just like I went to the audition. It was downtown and I had to walk like a mile to get to the, it was like boiling hot. And I was, I, I walked there and I, and the woman who's the casting director doesn't say anything to me. And she's like, are you ready? And I'm like, yeah. And then as I'm going, she's just like, and I'm like, <laughs> You know, there's like deep breathing. There's like screaming. There's just all of this stuff happening. And she, and we finished the first scene. I'm thinking, like, am I even in the right room? Like, uh, I think I might went to the wrong floor because there's no response here. And then, and she's like, let's do the second scene. I was like, okay. Um, and uh, and then we do the third. She's like, let's do the third scene. And I sat in the chair after and she's like, oh, okay, thank you. And normally I'd be like, hey, like, 
was I in like the right zip code here? Like, what, like, am I in the right area? Like, are we feeling this? Like, you know, and I was just like, you know what, Lindsay, just shut your fucking mouth. And I went, I was like, thank you. And I walked up, <laughs> I just walked out. And then a week later, I found out I had a call back. But uh, the story doesn't end well, but I went back and it was, uh, um, Ava DeVornay was supposed to be there. She was directing it. She is directing it, whatever. And then on my way into the appointment, they're like, oh, she couldn't make it today. And so I, so I went in and she's like, you, she's like, you can, you know, do it again or, um, you don't have to. And I was like, well, I'm already here. I'm like, she's like, we already have that tape of you. And I'm like, well, I'm like, at this point, I'm like, well, I'm a lot more prepared than I was at that first one. Right. And, she, and so we did it again. I never heard anything, but like, <laughs> it was just such a typical experience of like, you know, having this great news after you think you did terrible yeah. and then all of a sudden it's still ending shitty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Were you surprised when you got a call back? Shocked. And I'm never shocked. I was like, I was my, my jaw dropped. Um, but I think, uh, I really, I think this is something key to, to share. Um, you know how sometimes like you'll have an audition and be like, you'll get there and they're like, we're only going to do the first two scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I've been in a position where I'm like, oh, I'd like to do, like, can we just do that last third scene? <laughs> yeah. And, or, or, oh, you know what? Never ask to do a, a, a scene again. Don't ever ask. I, I think it's a huge mistake. You'll never feel good about it. Um, Yeah. Like after you do it and then being like, Hey, can we do that again? Yeah. Don't, don't do it. What about I, like, I, if you get one line out and then you're like, can we start over? What about that? Oh, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. But like never like, Oh, I'd love to do it again. Cause I've done that before and it just never works out. Although I, for, um, my original Grace and Frankie audition, which I was auditioning for one of the daughters, they were doing like a mix and match of people like with the brothers. And, and so, yeah. um, and I had not even gone in before, but they had seen my work and they were like, oh, you know, like they, they want you to mix and match and read with the other actors. Yeah. And I waited for like three hours in the hall, in, in this waiting room and they kept on bringing different actors in and out and I just waited there. And then um, there was like, there were two scenes that we had to read and one of them was like 12 pages and one of them, no, not 12. It was like one of them was six pages and one of them was one page. And they were like, we're probably not going to do the one page one. And then finally, like, they basically send everyone home and then casting comes out and they're like, okay, Lindsay, come in. And they say in the room, so we're just going to do the one page scene. So we do the scene and my heart just drops. I, I, I can't even tell you. I mean, I, I, I was so excited to do the scene. Like I was just like, and we do the scene and I say, you know, I'd really like to do that first scene. I said, because let's be honest, I'm never going to do it again. Am I? (laughs) And they laughed. And, um, and Marta Kaufman was like, sure, let's see the, let's see the scene. Let's see the scene. And we do it. And I felt great about it. She was like, I'm so glad you asked to do that scene. Whoa. And then I find out like, you're entirely wrong for the part. But then cut to two seasons later, I, um, I think she wrote this role with me in mind. I don't know for positive yeah. the, po- the part that I play, but I went in and I had this great audition and then I found out I got the part a week later. But um, I don't know if she remembers that I, you know, asked to do that. But I felt like I, I was excited to do my performance yeah. and I wanted to do it. I worked yeah. so hard on it. 
And yeah. so sometimes I think you just kind of have to go for those things if you're really just feeling it in your heart and yeah. soul. Yeah. You know? And that's a fun part that you play on Grace and Frankie. Oh, thanks. It's so fun. That, that was just She's such a gift. She's such a fun character. She is. She's crazy. Uh, yeah. So when, when do you feel most confident in your life? Um, I feel confident when I'm doing yoga. Okay. I love that. Um, I feel confident, um, (laughs) taking a walk. That's great. (laughs) Um, I feel like moving your body. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. Like when I'm acting, there's a lot of, a a lot of fear actually. Like when I'm on set, like I, I, like I get really worried like I I find it very difficult to memorize lines sometimes really um yeah and I don't want to like hold up a scene I and I, I end up having doing okay because I work really hard but I get nervous about that mm-hmm. even if I'm on like when I was on a I was on a multicam and I've never experienced nerves like that I was taking like a beta blocker before every mm-hmm. performance mm-hmm. was um, that helpful yeah but I feel like it stopped me from like remembering stuff really yeah, like I barely remember that whole time in my life, and it was like, it was so bizarre. Yeah, like that is I, bizarre. um, I just like watched a clip of myself in that show, and like it's not available anywhere for some reason. Mm-hmm. And um, I saw it on someone else's reel, the woman who played my mom on her reel, and I was like, I don't even remember that. And I'm like, I was like the lead of this show, and I don't remember it. I've probably seen each episode maybe once, yeah. if even that. Um, but I was, I used to, that's. But that was also, like, the most thrilling thing of my life. Like, after I did shooting in front of a live audience, like, I was like, I don't ever want to do any other acting besides that. Because really? it was just, like, it was so thrilling. Yeah. I mean, even, I was like, I love to feel that nervous about something. That means, like, there's so much room for growth. Right. I, like, I like love learning and, like, finding out things that I can do and that it's possible. I love that. That excites me. I love that. So, like, I mean, did you think a multicam would be out of your comfort zone like going into it were you like this is so crazy and scary or were you like this is really fun and exciting I never I didn't really like I I I didn't think too much about it I was just like well I always knew that like you could do it again I just didn't want to like disappoint like the audience yeah yeah yeah. um but I yeah like I just wanted it I wanted to be great like you know I wanted to feel like a play but it was also like a a unique experience because it was a, a brand, it was a, a new show and, um, uh, a first time show creator and they were changing scripts late Thursday night and we'd do a live show on Friday. Right. And that just felt like, it's basically like learning a play mm-hmm. in hours. And to me that like, I did, I didn't like that aspect because yeah. I like to like really prepare Fair, and, like, yeah. go over things and like rehearse. Like people would be like, Oh, like, we're not going to rehearse today. I'm like, why? I'm like, to me, you cannot have an, um, enough rehearsal. Mm-hmm. I can rehearse until I'm on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, but you yeah, could, but I, you're saying you couldn't for that. And like last no. minute changes are hard and scary. So how did you deal with that? As someone who likes to be prepared, not being able to have that luxury in certain instances, what did that give you? Or what did that, um, what did you learn from that? If anything? Um, what did I learn from that? I mean, God, it was terrifying every time. Mm-hmm. Every time they'd come with like a new line, a new alt, they'd right. come with two. And I'm like, read me the shorter one. <laughs> like, I'm not even interested in the longer one, like at all. Like, and so I'd always choose the shorter one. Um, uh, you know, and sometimes it was great because like 
but what if I could, like, I get really caught up in like, if things are really wordy, like that's really difficult for me. Like, like if it's like a joke over it's exposition and it's like, yeah, that was, I felt like because I got through that, I could get through anything. Yeah. That was what that taught me. Yeah. Yeah. One other thing I wanted to ask is, do you have, and you might've already answered this ways that you confident, (laughs) confident ways that you cultivate confidence. So like, habits or mantras it sounds like writing helps you cultivate confidence exercising doing yoga Mm. helps you cultivate confidence are those like the two big ones to help you yeah I feel like you know I I I do think that like my body is like a big part of like um when I how I feel about myself and I know that sounds terrible but I think that's the, the truth for me like um I uh I froze my eggs this year mm-hmm. <laughs> And, um, I remember you telling me that, that yeah. sort of like changed my body and it's been, it's been a struggle for me to like, like, um, I mean, I'm still like thin, but I, like, I, I really function at my best. I think when I'm at like, at, at like my lightest, like, I know that sounds crazy, but I've always been, that's to me, my natural body. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I'm not that it feels, I feel off mm-hmm. and I, I've gone through phases where like, where hormones have been weird. And so like, I like. I, I hate to say that, but that's the truth. Yeah. 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 You just like want, yeah, you want to have, I mean, also you operate differently with what you put in your body too. Like when you, yeah. eat, if you're going to eat, you know, trash, then you're going to feel like trash. So I think it's not, yeah, it's, you are what you eat. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. So it's not um, only a body image thing. It's also like the way you feel in your body. Totally. Yeah. And I find that's like a huge, that ties but sometimes when I can just kind of like forget that and just feel grateful for like my healthy body and like know that I exercise and eat fairly well, then I'm like, I sort of have to like, like kick myself about like feeling mm-hmm. like that. But I think that's, I think those are things that women feel. Um, it's so interesting because I, I think guys feel it too, but not like how women do. I agree. It's like, um, it's, they yeah. have, they have different, it's like a different struggle. I know. Usually I wrap up these by going, um, by I wrote down like all these bullet points for like oh, what sure. Lindsay, Lindsay's guide to confidence, basically. Okay. And you can tell me, I wrote down a lot for you. So, uh, oh, wow. uh, yeah, this is Lindsay's guide to creating confidence, independence, mm. facing rejection, mm. <laughs> writing slash creating, yeah. figuring it out on your own, trauma, mm. therapy, preparation, Yoga slash moving your body, getting thrown into the deep end and figuring it out. Gratitude. Oh my God. I feel good about that. That's a really good (laughs) list. Also very interesting to see the commonalities between all the interviews and like there's like a couple bullet points that overlap in everybody's interview, which I think is pretty interesting. I'm so curious to hear all of them. Therapy is a big one. Oh yeah. Which I think is pretty cool. Can you, like, it's amazing when people aren't in therapy to me. I know, me too. But it's, it's also yeah. like, also we live in California, I feel like in other states, we were t- I was talking about some, with somebody who's from Louisiana and how like therapy is just like not really a thing they do there. Right. Um, and how since she found it, she's just been like, wow, I can't believe Louisiana has such like a negative connotation of this. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is like a quarantine is forcing everybody to look inside. Yep. You know, my meditation teacher and I were talking about that, how it's just like, and you were saying it too, it's such a time for like inner work and self-reflection mm-hmm. and like I hope yeah. that we can utilize I hope that we all can utilize it in whatever way that is for us I you know? agree I think it's so so important because that's like what I think about all the time I just kind of want to be 
better and more expansive. Mm-hmm. That's the goal for me, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in life, whatever that means. I love it. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks yeah. so much for, for doing this. Of course. Of course. Thanks for listening to this episode of How the Fuck Did You Get So Confident? I'd love to hear from listeners about things that have helped you build your confidence, whether that's a mantra, a routine, maybe a favorite book or an event that you went through, leave it in the review section. Or if you have a question regarding confidence that you'd love to hear discussed on this podcast, you can leave that in the review section as well and I'll check it out. Thanks again.